Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Referee's a Tanker. My name is Liam Shanley, and as always, I'm joined on the line by Mr. Michael Burton and Mr. Martin Shanley. Michael's going to take us through the results. We've got a quiz in store. We've got a European road trip. Some talking points before we look forward to the weekend's games. But Michael, will take you through the results now. Right, so this week we'll start down in England, where we had the FA Cup this weekend. On the Thursday, we've seen Bournemouth beat Swansea 5-0. On the Saturday, Bristol and Nottingham Forest, Bristol City, sorry, Nottingham Forest drew 0 0. Chelsea and Villa also drew 0 0. Sheffield Wednesday and Coventry drew 1 apiece. And Man City got over their hoodoo and managed to beat Tottenham 1 0. That was on the Friday, sorry, not the Saturday. Great start, Michael. Uh, on the Saturday, we had Maidstone United knock out Ipswich Town, which was one of the biggest shocks of the round. Luton were 2 1 winners against Everton at Goodison. Leeds and Plymouth played out a 1-1 draw. Leicester were 3-0 winners against Birmingham. Brighton beat Sheffield United 5-2. And Newcastle ran out 2-0 winners away to Fulham. The Sunday scene, Wolves beat West Brom 2-0, which was marred with some horrible incidents in the stands. Watford and Southampton drew one apiece. Liverpool ran out comfortable 5-2 winners over North City. And Man United overcame a scare to beat Newport County 4-2. In Scotland, after the the break, the winter break, last Tuesday seen Hearts beat Dundee 3-2 at Tynecastle. The Wednesday seen wins, a win for Rangers beating Hibs at Easter Road 3-0 and St Johnston Aberdeen drawn one apiece. The games on Saturday, we had a full card of fixtures for Rangers beating St Mirren 1-0 away from home. Celtic were 1-0 winners against Ross County. Hearts beat Aberdeen 2-0 at Tynecastle. It was a 2-2 draw between Kilmarnock and Hibs. And Dundee beat Livingston 4-1 before St Johnston and Motherwell played out a 1-1 draw at McDermott Park. So we're just going to go on to our wee quiz, boys. He's got some pen and paper ready. Already, I've got so I've got just a few questions for you here, and let's see how many we can get right. So I'll go through the questions, write down your answers. So I'll give you the answers, and you can tell me how many you got. So this week I'm going for records in the Premier League. So, what was unique about the 2020-2021 season in the Premier League? Was it the season that's had the most amount of goals, the one that's had the fewest penalties? The fact there was no English managers in the PL for the first time at one stage, or there was more away wins than home wins. So A, B, C, D. Oh, that's a toughie, eh? All them were quite plausible as well. Yeah. <clears throat> right. The second question of the top six, which were including Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Tottenham, how many of them won their first game in the inaugural PL season? In 91-92 season. Was it two of them, four of them, none of them, or three of them? Mm. Next question is, which of these managers have taken charge of the most clubs in the Premier League? We've got A, Sam Allardyce, B, Steve Bruce, C, Harry Redknapp, or D. Mark Hughes? Christ, that's a band there, eh? <laughs> Total journeyman when it comes to managing teams, eh? Oh, absolutely honking. 
Right. And the last question is, who were the last team to field an all-English starting eleven in a Premier League game? And if you can get the, the year, you'll get a wee bonus point. So the choices are Aston Villa, Chelsea, West Brom, or Charlton Athletic. Right, you've got your answers. Yep. So the first one, the unique um, in 2020-2021 season, the unique thing about that season was that there was more away wins than home wins. Yes, I got that one. Yeah. Right, of the top six, Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham, how many of them won their first game in the inaugural PL season? The answer was none of them. Yes. Yes. Uh, which of these managers have taken charge of most club games in the PL? Allardyce, Bruce, Redknapp and Hughes. The answer is Allardyce. Yep. And Three. the last team to win, uh, to field an all-English starting eleven in a PL game was Aston Villa. Ah, I had Charlton. I had Charlton as well. And what year do you reckon it was? Um, I'll go... 94-95. Marty? Well, wouldn't it be 94, 95 because Dwight York would be playing it? He's not even uh, playing. Uh, 2005. No, it was uh, 1999 <sighs> in February. In December that year of 1999, Chelsea fielded uh, the first all four and 11 in the Premier League. Have we got an extra point if we can name the Villa 11? No. <laughs> 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 that can be another one, mate. Right. Aye, can I? We're going to do a wee brain teaser as well. And that is that in the third question, when it came to which of these managers have taken charge of most clubs, the answer being Sam Allardyce, he's taken charge of eight teams in the Premier League. Now, don't give me an answer just now. We'll come back to it right at the end. But I'm looking for the eight teams. You can be jotting them down as we're chatting, all right? So, eight teams. Right, uh, well, while, we're, while you're jotting them down, guys, we'll have a, a quick look at this week's big talking points. Now, with the FA Cup being on this weekend and there being very little VR, we're actually going to take a wee break from VR this week. You'll be glad to know. <laughs> um, and in terms of big talking points, the managerial may, merry-go-round, it's, uh, it's not quite chucking people off, but there's a few people getting ready to, to jump off. We had uh, Klopp before the FA Cup game um, at the weekend turn around saying that he'll be leaving Liverpool at the, the end of the season. We had Xavi saying that come the end of June, he'll be leaving Barcelona. Um, and there was some uh, chat of Arteta going to be coming out to say he's leaving Arsenal, but he's, he's quashed those rumours. What do you make of uh, Klopp's impact? I know you're not his, his biggest fan, Sham, but what do you make of, what do you make of his impact in the Premier League over the seasons he's been here? Um, he's obviously changed the way that Liverpool have been seen because before he came in, they were sixth, seventh, eighth for a couple of years in the trot under like um, Dalglish and uh, Hodgson and stuff. So they definitely changed. They make themselves a lot more exciting to watch. Brought in some high quality players. Brought them the title, brought them the Champions League. Um, 
he can be a bit pernickety and a bit moany, but in all fairness, for the betterment of the league, you can't really complain about his his impact's been pretty good. Yeah. Marty, Xavi leaving Barcelona, shock for you, or do you think it's just a team that's in total disarray just now? Uh, it's not really a shock. Um, for what he's done as a player at Barcelona, you can see it that way. But uh, I don't think I don't think Barcelona have been good under him in my opinion. I don't this don't seem the same team. Um, and maybe a change of direction probably is the probably the right thing for Barca and probably for him as well. Too much pressure, so I, I don't I don't blame him. But I, I didn't really see it coming. But I don't blame him for leaving. To be honest, yeah. Mar, you know what you, the. His press conference, he actually said the words um, "a change of dynamic." You said direction, but he said the change of dynamic is needed for the club. Mm-hmm. He said it about twenty times in his press conference. He was never Laporta's man when he was going for the presidential election. It was never shabby he wanted. Um, so, not that he was always on on the back foot already, because I think he's obviously got enough clout to, to to do a good job at Barcelona. But I think when the results started to go against them. Well, not being Laporta's main choice, it was it was easier to kind of edge him towards the door. But like you said, they've not been good enough. Um, their squad's really unbalanced. But if he mean if he wants a change of direction, then why not go now? Why why wait till the summer? That's thing that yeah. confused me a little bit. Do you think the the Barcelona job, considering the difficulties they're in, is as appealing now? I mean, still to see you've managed Barcelona, must be quite high in any manager's plans for what he hopes to achieve in the game, would you not think? Or do you think it is just becoming a bit of a, a circus with everything? Mm, I say it's still it's still a draw. I mean if somebody offers you it, then you're gonna you're probably realistically gonna take it. But they've obviously got their financial worries to, to contend with. Um they've obviously got a limited budget, they've obviously got a high demand from the from the board, from the supporters. The expectations are huge. Um and obviously with a a squad that's not bad. Like, don't get me wrong, their their poor squad is everybody else's great squad. So let's not make it that they're hard done by. But they're a bit unbalanced. A couple of poor, very odd signings, um, big money ones that they've not really quite worked out. And it's hard because there's a there's a really good bunch of players in there. But if you were to put them up against Real Madrid, even Atletico Madrid at times, they're going to toil. So whoever takes it on is going to have a, a fair job in their hands. Yeah. Right, uh, we'll move away from the, the managerial merry-go-round, the big talking point for this week, and we're going to have a wee trip over to Europe and just see what's been happening in the leagues over there. Um, Shan, I'll come to you as first always with La Liga. What's been happening, mate? Yeah, uh, match day 22 started on Friday night um, with luckless Almeria getting defeated at home 3-0 from Alaves, which keeps them rooted to the bottom. Highlighted games on the Saturday were Real Madrid came from they're behind. Yeah, they're behind against the Las Palmas to come and win two one. Huge win for them. Late goal from Chelmeni. Barcelona, the game that obviously pushed Xavi over the edge. They were defeated five three at home to Villarreal, three two up after eighty four, and still managed to lose two goals in the ninety ninth and the ninety plus twelve to get themselves from three two to five three down. Uh, Betis went to Mallorca one one nil. And high flying Girona kept up their battle with Real Madrid at the top with a 1 0 win away to Celta Vigo. Um, huge win for them. Atletico Madrid kept up their fight for a Champions League place with a 2 0 win on Sunday against Valencia. Top of the table is Girona, just ahead of um, Real Madrid with a game 
played more. Atletico Madrid in third and Barcelona in fourth. Down the bottom, Cardiff, um, Granada and the luckless Almeria are still looking for their first win of the season and on are on pace to be the worst team ever in La Liga. They've got six points after 22 games. That's crazy. It's well, honestly, it's, it's, they're not even that bad. They went to the Bernabeu last week and they were unlucky, but they're just not picking up anything. They're definitely going to go down. Yeah, Sevilla, another poor season for them. I think they're sat 16th just now, aren't they? Only Mate, a point above the relegation, but... They're a point above the drop. Three wins from 22. Three wins is madness for a team oh, as big as that. So, what a change for them, eh? Yeah, they're going through managers like they're going through hot dinners, eh? So it's, they're not... This is going to be a season you just need to survive and write it off and hope that the change in the summer is going to be a positive one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marty, what's been happening in Saria? Uh, the standout results for the weekend, uh, Juventus dropped points in the title race at home to Empoli, a 1-1 draw. AC Milan and Bologna shared four goals at the San Siro. Uh, Lazio and Napoli played a boring 0-0 draw in Rome. And Inter Milan took advantage of Juventus' slip-up slip up with a 1-0 win away to Fiorentina. Uh, the standings, Inter and Juventus are the top two by quite some way. And the bottom three... Uh, Cagliari, Empoli and Salernitana. So that's your latest from Serie A above. There's been a total derailment of the, the train for Napoli, isn't there? Oh, the, the train's not got a driver, it doesn't go anywhere now. So Inter <laughs> uh, and, and Juventus are so far ahead of the other, the other teams. This is two horse race and they actually play each other next week. So it's a, a massive game. So Massive. Right, Nishan, the Bundesliga. Yeah, match day 19 started on Friday night with a win, home win for Frankfurt against Mainz. Standout games was Bayern's 3-2 win away at Augsburg, which keeps the pressure up on Leverkusen, who were only able to muster a 0-0 draw at home at München Gladbach. It does keep their unbeaten record going, though I think they're at 29, I think, in all competitions. Huge wins on Sunday. Uh, two home wins, Union Berlin, like we said before, about maybe going out to the Champions League would maybe do them a favour and get themselves back on track in the league. They got a home win at home at Darmstadt at 1-0, and Dortmund defeated Bochum 3-1 at the Westfalen Stadion. At the top of the table, Leverkusen have that two-point cushion over Bayern, 49-47. to And down the bottom, uh, Union Berlin have escaped the drop zone. Uh, they're five points clear of the bottom three, which is Cologne, Mainz and Darmstadt on 12, 11 and 11 respectively. So very tight down the bottom. There will be a window for Union Berlin, but it's still pretty close. Yeah, I think that gap of five points, if they start picking up a couple of wins, those bottom three are just going to be cut adrift, aren't they? I think their home form and their fans can kind of drag them through the tougher home games. So hopefully um, the weekend, the the upcoming games can maybe go in their favour and they can get a result or two. Eh? So. Happy days. Right, um, we'll have a look towards the, the fixtures coming up now. We'll start in Scotland. We have tomorrow night, we have Aberdeen at home to Dundee and Ross County travel down to West Lothian to play Livingston. On the Saturday, we have Aberdeen at home to Celtic in the early kickoff. Dundee play host to Harps. Uh, St Mirren travel to the capital to play Hibs. Motherwell at home to Kilmarnock. Livingston travel to Ibrox to play Rangers. And it is Ross County at home to St Johnston. We then see the English Premiership returning on tomorrow night as well. Um, we have a full, almost a full fixture list over the, a full card, sorry, over Tuesday and Wednesday with uh, Nottingham Forest playing Arsenal, Fulham at a home to Everton, Brighton travel to Luton, Crystal Palace at a home to Sheffield United, 
and it's Aston Villa at home to Newcastle to round off the Tuesday games. The Wednesday games see Man City at home to Burnley, Brentford travel to Tottenham, and it's Liverpool at home to Chelsea. Uh, Thursday sees West Ham at home to Bournemouth, where and then Man United travel to Wolves. Saturday's fixtures, we have Everton at home to Tottenham, Brighton at home to Crystal Palace, Fulham travel to Burnley, it's Newcastle versus Luton, and then the evening kickoff sees Sheffield United at home to Aston Villa. Sunday sees Bournemouth at home to Forest, Wolves travel to London to play Chelsea, Man United are at home to West Ham United, and in the later kickoff for half past four, we have a massive game between Arsenal and Liverpool. And the only other game that weekend sees the Monday night football return with Brentford at home to Man City. Right, we're going to do something a wee bit different now. We're not really going going to go into the fixtures coming up in any great detail. What we're going to do instead is we've decided that we're going to have our bookies corners. Me, Liam and Marty and anyone else who joins us on the pod will each pick two teams each. We're going to put in a wee accumulator and as the season progresses, we're going to tell you how amazing we're doing, how much money we've made and how we're going to retire in at the age of 40. Sorry, Marty, you're past that already. <laughs> um, so this week, Shan, I'll ask for your two teams first. Which two teams are you going for? Um, I'm going to go for, uh, I think I stuck my neck out and chose Brighton um, and Southampton this week. That's my two. Southampton. Marty, what's your two? I have taken Leicester away to Stoke and Newcastle at home to Luton. That is. Right, I'm going for Villa to beat Sheffield United and Blackburn to beat Queen's Park Rangers. So, as I says, we'll, we'll have a quick scout over these next week, tell you how we're getting on. And I'm going to try and make it a bit interesting and try and keep a wee league table to see who's the best performer and who maybe should stay away from the bookies full stop. <laughs> I've got a good good feeling that's going to be me. <laughs> right. Um, so we're looking for performance of the week now, boys. Before I give you the answer to the brain teaser, uh, the brain teaser, um, who's been your performance of the week, Marty? Okay, it has to be one winner for me. It has to be Maidstone. For, for them to travel to Ipswich and there are six divisions below them, they got a bit lucky. They had two shots to go the whole game, but to win a, a game like that when nobody expected it was incredible. So fair play to them. So that's my performance of the week. Be Maidstone United. Have it is, Shan. Who was your performance of the week? Um, I'm going to give mine to an individual. Um, I thought that Jao Pedro for Brighton has came on like leaps and bounds when they signed him for Watford. There was a possibility that folk would. Maybe think he wouldn't make the the cut at a decent level, but he's just an absolute monster. He does well in Europe for Brighton. Hat trick away to Sheffield United in the cup. Big man's doing a great job. Yeah, uh, my performance of the week is even though they they got beat, I'm going to go for Newport County. Now playing against Man United at home, you're you're really just hoping for for any slice of luck you can get. The fact Man United went two 0 up and Newport managed to get it back to two two. Now, Man United's quality showed in the end and they ended up going on to win 4-2, but if you'd given Newport County the chance of being 3-2 down going into the, the last minute of a game, 
against Man United in the cup, they'd have bitten your hand off for it, I'm sure. So definitely some uh, plucky performance, but yeah, some result as well. Yep. Right. Brain teaser answers, boys. Have you had a wee chance to to get your eight teams down? Yep. I've got eight, but I've got a ninth, and I didn't care if he managed them in the Premier League or the Championship. So why don't you do like Mark? Mark can name one, and I'll name one, and then whoever loses. Yep. Right, Mark, you go first then. Bolton. Yep. Um, Newcastle. Yep. West Brom. Yep. Um, Sunderland. Yep. Crystal Palace. Correct. West Ham. Correct. Two more to go. Everton. Everton, correct. And then it'll be Leeds. Well done. Yeah. I've got Blackburn in my list. <laughs> Mate, you know what? You're right. Blackburn's there as well. I, completely, I completely forgot that he managed Leeds last season. <laughs> <laughs> I think the quiz I must have looked at must have been from a couple of years ago. Uh, so, so Blackburn I was, was the like, team. I thought West Brom were maybe in the Championship when they had them, and I'm like, no, sure they're in the, in the Premier League. So, well done, yeah, nah, you're right. Well done, boys. That's uh, a brain teaser, and you beat me with it. So, so, uh, so that's us, guys. Uh, thanks very much for your time, and uh, I'll catch you boys soon. No problem. Take care. Thank you. Peace, guys. Bye. Bye.